All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What's What VR. We have returning guest. We have Miss Terry from the St. Elizabeth Foundation. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's cold. I like it cold. I know yes. you weren't thrilled with it, but I like yeah. it. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know, for no longer than it's going to last, we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> like they say in Louisiana, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, it'll change, right? Absolutely. So, well, we were just talking last time. It's been about a year since we had you on the show. We wanted to come back and check in and see, you know, what's going on. But for the people who didn't do the right thing and watch the show last year, give us a little bit about, you know, you, what you're doing, you know, kind of what a day to day, you know, what's the, you know, the short version with the St. Elizabeth Foundation, a little bit of the mission, you know, kind of what's that Reader's Digest, you know, the elevator pitch, as they might say. <laughs> okay. Oh, I work for St. Elizabeth Foundation. We're an adoption agency in Baton Rouge. <laughs> um, you know, this, this organization was founded in 1988. It, its mission is to provide uh, maternity and adoption services for women in crisis pregnancies and, and uh, families who hope to uh, adopt. So uh, we do that by our advocacy and by counseling and through assistance uh, with housing and uh, the things that are allowed by law in the state of Louisiana to, to be done that are helpful to a woman who's in a crisis pregnancy. And then, uh, you know, our, our hope is, but certainly they don't have to, uh, that they will at the end of the day decide that adoption is the better option for them than um, early on than abortion or um, later on than parenting uh, when they're just not ready to. Uh, mm -hmm. There's some obstacle to them being good parents, or, um, healthy parents at that moment. Gotcha. And you've been there for how long? Ah, 14 years. Be 15 in January. So you know your way around the office at this point. Yeah, and, so. and look, we're still in the same office we were in in 1988. So, wow. you know, I, I think that's so special because I, a woman who made an adoption plan 30 plus years ago uh, and maybe needs some help from us, needs some support uh, in, in uh, her, the recovery of, from the, you know, very stressful decision that she made many years ago can come back. It, they know mm -hmm. where we are. Uh, the office is in exactly the same place. Because you're right, it does. It's, it's one of those decisions that sticks with you for life, yeah. you know, and it's not one that you make and just move on. No, so. absolutely not. In fact, that, that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why the, all the conversation around Roe and, uh, you know, well, all these people have to do is just place their babies for adoption. Uh, look, that's not the path of least resistance. Placing your baby for adoption is hard, painful. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to describe how much stress you can see around that decision. It's not what your family largely will support you're doing. It's not what your friends mm -hmm. are telling you you ought to do. Um, so it's, it's tough. And a woman who uh, chooses adoption has tremendous courage and uh, commitment to the child having exactly 
what she envisions that child having uh, as for parents. If it's not her. That's, and that's what I was going to bring that up. Is you, you know, you're the expert in this, but that's, you know, to me, it's, I would assume most of the time, you know, it's the, the mother's doing this for the child. It's not, you know, for themselves, yeah, not it's, for, you know, for the child, you know, and that's where, you know, it's, they're having to sacrifice for themselves for the better of the child. And so that's got to be one of the hardest things. Absolutely. So many times, I mean, I've said this to other folks, I, which one of your children, which one of yours would you have accepted that you were not in a position to parent and chose to place that baby with someone else? Just tell me which one of your kids. It's, it's not easy, no matter what your circumstances are. If I could, I could write you a scenario of terrible things that can be happening in your life and say, mm-hmm. if all of this was happening when child number two was born, would you have made an adoption plan? Uh, probably not. It's just right. not an easy thing to do. It's, it, it, it takes a courageous woman who gets a lot of support from the team here because it's rare that they're getting a lot of family support or friendship support. Uh, as, I've, as I said, I, adoption uh, is not the path of least resistance. It's a challenge. And because you're gonna run into people who just think you're doing the wrong thing. And you know how people are today. They think they have the right to tell you what you need to do. And uh, so it, it's a challenge. Yeah, no, and everybody's got an opinion and everybody likes to share it and everybody likes to share it on social media and everybody that's got, you know, it's, you get into these echo chambers and Absolutely. it can be, yeah, just, I can make, only imagine it makes it worse, you know? And so it's I guess weird. with, with that, you know, how have things changed for you guys with this, you know, overturn of Roe versus Wade? You know, this was a big, this was a big deal. It was a big deal. It's what many of us have have hoped and longed and prayed for for years, that we would not be aborting our children. We anticipated an increase in our work. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we, I I can't, I don't have a case right now that I'm willing to credit Roe being overturned for producing. At, At this moment, we have not yet worked with a woman who said, look, I went to have an abortion and wasn't possible legally in the state of Louisiana, which, you know, in June of this year, it became illegal to have an abortion in the state of Louisiana with very, very limited exceptions. And um, so it's, I've not run across anybody yet that they, Mm. they just didn't, they could not uh, use that alternative. But I think that it's going to come. And we have certainly uh, prepared ourselves for what might be a, a, some, a greater amount of work. Uh, we have a great team. We keep a good staff here. And um, we're ready. We hope mm-hmm. that a woman who is in a very bad place and adopt an abortion was what she considered her best option. And she can't do that now. We hope that she will consider adoption but we know that it's not going to be the easiest way. Easiest thing to do is parent. Everybody will support you in that. Mm -hmm. 
you know, all your family will tell you how wonderful you are. They'll, they'll have a baby shower. They'll, yeah. they'll do all those things to encourage you to, to be a mom, even if you don't believe that the time is right for you to do that. A lot of people tell me they were going to help. Absolutely. Didn't see them. (laughs) They showed up for the baby shower. You know, exactly. Yeah. Don't call me when you need a sitter. Um, You know, a lot of women's families will tell them we're going to help. And I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, Brandon, but the, the majority of our birth mothers today have children. They have other children. And so they have experience with what everybody else tells them they're going to do to help them. <laughs> and they know that by and large, they're going to be on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's our birth mom today, the average birth mom today is not a 16 year old girl or an 18 year old girl. She's not a cheerleader and her boyfriend is not the captain of the football team. Our crisis pregnancies today, our clients are 22 or older, placed two babies this year for women that were 40. Hmm. Um, they almost always have more other children. They've been through it. They know. They've been through it. They and know they and said, they, they know they can't depend can't on again. all those people from the baby shower. Um, it's, it's a different world out there today. And they know they're going to struggle to parent. And so they, while it's not the easiest thing for them to do, they do, they do chart their course and they work with our team here, licensed clinical social workers who do their clinical counseling. Um, it's amazing to us how many times these young women are struggling from trauma, uh, unresolved grief from other traumatic situations, uh, have other mental health issues, uh, some diagnosed mental health challenges. So, you know, it's, a, it's, it's not, uh, it's not the, the cheerleader at the high school and her boyfriend, the captain of the football team. Not no. Yet. I think people, I think people are realizing, you know, how hard it is. You know, I don't know. I've only raised my kids. I've had my oldest is 14, so I can only go 14 years back. But it, I would venture to say, without trying to upset anybody, that it's probably a lot harder today, you know, to raise a child than it might have been, you know, in the past, just with so many different, you know, outlets. And like I said, everybody's got their opinion, you know, on what they're doing, you know, and who's doing it, how it's done. And then you're under a microscope and you can't, you know, no matter what, you pissed half everybody off on every decision you make. Oh, exactly. Everybody's all up in your business. You know, mm-hmm. That's just that's just the way it is. Or you're completely on your own. And mm-hmm. uh, for, for some of our clients, especially those who um, have substance abuse issues, uh, those women are by and large alone. Um, their families had all they can take. There, this is maybe the second or third baby that the grandparents are already raising, one or two. And so that, that woman who is suffering from uh, addictive disorder is with us and she's alone. She, she really doesn't have a, she doesn't have many friends because she's addicted. 
Uh, we see that in our amongst our clients who've come from our homeless population. And look, it, it is not with it's not infrequently uh, that uh, we have a, a young woman with us who is homeless, someone that's living on the street. And those folks, those women in that crisis are generally alone too. Just, I can't imagine. It's We've seen the homeless you know, population grow here and everywhere across the state. I've mentioned, I just came back from Denver. We've seen it, you know, growing there, our office there. And we see it in New Orleans, you know, growing. Yeah. We see it, you know, it's, I don't know. Somebody said the other day to me, they're like, well, I think it's just more noticeable. And I said, no, I just, I just think there's a lot more of it. I don't think it's just that it's you're noticing it now, but I can't imagine trying to be, you know, be in that situation you know if you're addicted you're on the streets now you've got you know a child to deal with so but that's where you guys step in so you know, yeah we beat the horse on the negative you know or the <laughs> bad you know stuff but there is good this would this is what you guys are doing at you know the foundation this is where cool. your we guys are able to help you know and counsel and talk and and it doesn't just stop. I think you'd mentioned, you know, earlier, somebody could come back because you're in the same building you've been in since April, they could come back, but it's a lifetime decision, but also a lifetime of counseling and talking and being able to work with you guys. Correct. Absolutely. And that's, I think that we do a lot of reunions as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we help uh, adopt young adoptees who want to be reunited with their birth mother. Uh, sometimes with their birth father kind of just depends on the, on the, on the, the child, but we assist them and their families to do their reunions. Uh, they get each part of that group, the parents, the child, and the, the uh, birth family are uh, come here. We do some counseling around what uh, everybody's expectations are for reunion. Um, let's set good uh, boundaries and good um, you know, good, reasonable expectations about mm -hmm. what it's like to become family um, as a young person and maybe as a young adult. So, so uh, and we're going to be doing even more work around that because the Louisiana legislature and its infinite wisdom or lack thereof, depending on how you see it, uh, passed a bill this year. Uh, that was one, another one of the things that happened in adoption. Uh, you, at 24 years old, you can, regardless of what your birth mother wanted, you can get your original birth certificate. Look, there's two sides of that argument. I, I understand them both. Um, mm -hmm. But we are, gonna, we are also gearing up to do the counseling around those reunions that are um, not necessarily expected that's, that's, I was just going to, it's funny, you said, so we'll come right, this will lead right into that, because the question that I was going to ask was, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, goodbye, potentially forever, if someone was to place a child in production, could they, my question was, could they say, yes, I want this, you know, when the child gets older, I want them to know me, you know, and it would, is that, you know, and I guess what you're saying now is, it's the laws made some of those, you know, answered some of those questions. But prior to that, and I was just trying to get into some of the tactical for something that somebody maybe would want where they could come in and say, 
I can't do this now. I'm not in a position to raise this child now, but I want to be part of this child's life. And then yeah. would that be a criteria where the adopting family would have to be willing to accept that? You know? Yes, yes. And the, the wonderful thing about adoption today, and especially in the last 15 years, it's, it's largely open. Those mm-hmm. cases of folks who are just searching uh, for their family, it's, those are those older cases where adoption was closed. Today, we know that it is healthier for the child, healthier for the mom, healthier for the whole family and the, and the adoption triad to, for everybody to know each other. Uh, there's certainly going to be some boundaries around that. Uh, but those are agreed upon. And we um, it, generally at St. Elizabeth, we do a visit at six months with our uh, birth mom. We do a visit at a year. And many of our families do a visit every year thereafter. So these, these children know where they came from, mm-hmm. which is the, the major question that, that adults adoptees who were in closed adoptions tend to have. Where did I come from? These kids are going to know. This is not a problem uh, going forward or mm-hmm. in the last 10 years. When, this, when the 10-year-olds the today are 24, they're not going to need to go to vital records to get their birth certificate. They will know. But those, those people who placed years ago, and for us, the challenge was those women had the expectation of privacy. The law said that that this was a confidential arrangement. And so they had the expectation that they could, they would not be found. Um, and, and that's where we have to consider them and what they've told people in their lives, what they, you know, I mean, they're, they're about to be outed, <laughs> even <laughs> if they, uh, you know, if, especially if they didn't, had never told anybody that this was something, a decision they made that they had chosen adoption as opposed to abortion or as opposed to parenting when they weren't ready to. So it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting time. Uh, so that's, so if I'm, I didn't know about this. So I'm trying to get it. So when law passes and then June of next year is what you're saying is. June it, of this year. Oh, June of this year. So we're already in it right now. Yeah. We're in the August thick of the it. 1st. August the 1st, uh, the law went into effect that uh, if you needed your, wanted your original birth certificate, which would have the name of your birth mother on it, perhaps the name of your birth father, but most, most of the time, just your birth mother, that you can, you can go, go to vital records, fill out an application and they'll give it to you. Now. Interesting. Our concern was what happens to those women who all of a sudden this person is on their doorstep or, you know, hitting them through social media or, um, you know, contacting a member of their family, perhaps when, when this woman's adoption plan was confidential and she may not, she may not have even told her husband or her other children or, Right. This may be something that she's kept as a as a secret for for many many years. So, you know, there is hopefully there's enough publicity out there. This is part of that to let women know 
that if you made an adoption plan 25 years ago and, and it's a secret, your secret's over. If that 24 year old child goes and asks for that birth certificate. So you need to be aware of that. You need to prepare other members of your family, prepare yourselves certainly mm -hmm. for uh, what might transpire when that young person is knocking. knocking. Wow. I can see where that would open up the door for a lot more counseling on yeah. your side to it where will. we hope know, so. and I'm, we and I'm going to assume that's where, you know, if somebody's listening and they are one of those, you know, mothers that had a, the expectation that it wouldn't come out, that they could still call you, you Absolutely. know, now and say, you know, how do I explain this? What do I do? I never, we never knew this was going to happen. And, and I can understand it. I, I think I'm with you on this. I can a hundred percent see both sides of this, you know, to where the child, you know, might want or need to know you know, information, there could be a medical reason, there could be, you know, just a mental health reason, there could be a million things, but also at the same time, that mother went into the arrangement with an expectation of privacy. And now, however many years it's been, you know, potentially up to 24 years, if not more, that deal's kind of been renegotiated and you guys didn't get to be a part of and it. And you weren't, and you weren't in on it. That's exactly right. Uh, we testified at the legislature more than once. And, you know, I, I could see these guys, mostly guys sitting there going, well, where's all the people that, you know, this is going to affect. Well, they are confidential. They're not coming here because they're not going to out themselves. It's, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a, we've been dealing with this for a number of years in the, in the legislature, there's been several efforts and we've staved that off several times. But, you know, this year, it, I think that that it just got down to, there was a the general consensus out there is people have a right to know. And, That's, you know, we just- We, and, we no, had we, a similar situation in another life that another company I was involved in and we had to do, we had to get, you know, it got down, it was, it was two competing rights, what they called, you know, we had, it was a right to public safety, you know, and a right to privacy, you know, that was the same, you know, kind of where we were along the lines, you know, and I think this day and age, I think people are used to, if it's information and it's out there, everybody should have access to it. Exactly. So, That's, that is the, it, it's just the times finally changed sufficiently. Mm -hmm that it, it impacted at the legislature. And I, I don't believe every one of those ladies and gentlemen who made that vote did so believing they were doing the right thing. And, uh, you know, those of us who work in this world will just have to deal with the ramifications of it. Um, mm -hmm. we, will, we will counsel those people who need it and support them in their reunion in hopes that we can establish really good relationships going forward with those folks. Well, bringing us around to a close, because I always say you've got more important things to do than talk to me all day. What is it that we can do in the community? How can we help you? What can people do? You know, maybe there is, you know, maybe there is one of those mothers who's, you know, done well, you know, can mm -hmm. they reach out and, you know, help you guys, you know, because this is not a for-profit that you're running. You don't have, mm -hmm. you know, people are not paying, you know, this yeah. is, this is expensive. This is, you know, you've got bills just like everybody else, you know, that you need to be paid, whether 
financial support? Is it, you know, counselors that can come in and help? You know, what is it that, you know, this, if we can get the community to step in, you know, what would that be in a perfect world? In a perfect world, the, the community would tell women who are pregnant and are not in a good position to parent that it's okay to make an adoption plan, that it's mm. the right thing to do. That would, you know, it would mean so much if the if the community just supported if they put their their support where their mouth is you know it's real easy mm-hmm. to say don't get an abortion tell me what realistically i should do and help me to understand that you're going to support me in that that you're you're not going to tell me that i'm just you know i feel like it's such a i don't take my own i don't take responsibility for my own behavior I tend to speak before from really forming like good thoughts, but like, here's one of them right now. So whether it's the right or wrong answer, but it seems like when people would say that, you know, that like, no, how, how could you, or don't do the adoption? I feel like you're looking at it in such a small sliver of time that if somebody was to say, you know, when, whether it's family saying, no, we're going to help, or we're going to do that, you know, that, no, that there's times where this is needed. And if it's like, if you just, stop thinking about, you know, baby showers in the first six months and three months, but like fast forward seven years for that child. And you would look at that child and go, this was better. You know, like it's there when they're kind of pushing that negative spin that you shouldn't do it and trying to force someone maybe to keep the child, you know, it just seems like they're not looking at the whole, you know, when you look at the whole timeline, it's like you're making a decision based on such small, you know, windows of time, you know, two or three years, you know, we all, everyone, you know, kids are hard. They're still hard. My 14 year old's hard, you know, but she's not as hard as she was, you know, when she was 14 days, you know, it's, it's easier now when she's hungry, when she was 14, she, you know, when she was 14 days, I had to go do something. Her mother had to 14 years. I can say, well, that's your problem. You know, you need to go to (laughs) the refrigerators in the kitchen. Right. As as she says, that's a you problem, you know? So it, but those are the decisions I think, or that's where maybe people are framing where they're saying like, no, you shouldn't do that. You know, or that's a bad decision. It's like, no, there's, I know plenty. I've got friends that have, you know, been through adoption and put children up for adoption and adopted kids. And I've got friends that have been adopted and there's never anything negative, you know, after, you know, that initial decision and you've gotten through it, it's like, where'd the negative come into play? The, The only negative I think hanging out there is the pain the birth mother feels over a long period of time. And Mm -hmm. if, if this work is done well, then that can be counseled around. And uh, I do believe that if you use a licensed agency, if you, if you, you know, participate in the program and really work with your counselor, with your caseworker, you can have a, a, for lack of a better term, a good adoption experience, even though it's a painful and emotional one. Tell me this real quick. You said one thing, and I wanted to make sure that we touched it just from my ignorance. You you said the word licensed, mm-hmm. you know, so is that a problem? You know, is there, you know, like there's always somebody, you know, I always say, you know, there's always the off market for something, you know, it, is that something that's really a thing, you know, where there's groups that maybe are trying to say they can help, but they're not licensed that people need to look into it? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you know, you need, you need people who know how to take care of you and who know how to keep you out of trouble, uh, especially if you're a prospective adopted parent. I mean, there are a lot of rules around adoption and uh, we, you cannot buy and sell children. And so the rules are clear and present. So you better watch it. <laughs> you need to do the right well, thing. I guess the way to look at it also is you guys have been, if I'm doing math right, 36 years. You yeah. need somebody that's going to be there. Yeah. You know, later. Yeah, exactly. When your child's 25 and he's mm -hmm. thinking about finding his birth family, you need your agency. Um, because even over time, and look, there are attorneys in Baton Rouge who do wonderful adoption work. Uh, so, you, but those guys are going to be gone. You know, mm -hmm. once they retire, they retire. Uh, they're not necessarily keeping the uh, staff of social workers and caseworkers. And they're not know, a nonprofit. They're yeah. for profit. Yeah, and we're here, um, certainly with a team. All of the files. Everything that went on 35 years ago when the first adoption was done at St. Elizabeth is still accessible here. I would, I would challenge you to find the adoption records pre the legal drama mm -hmm. of the adoption. All just the, all the, the case notes and all of that file uh, in, a, in an attorney's office who's retired. I mean, it, it's hard to find all that stuff. So, you know, here, literally, if I have a young person come in to me and he says, I really don't want to meet my birth mother. I just kind of want to know why. I just want to know why. Mm -hmm. I've got case notes that I can go to from the first adoption that was done here. And wow. I can read what that social worker said about what her notes are, what she, how she commented on that situation. And I can share that with this child. Um, it, there's a lot of reason to operate and to do this work uh, with licensed and with oversight. You know, we're monitored every three months. The state comes in, takes a look at our files. They make sure we're doing everything we need to do, that every document we're supposed to have before we place a baby with a family, that we have uh, thoroughly vetted that family. Uh, we, are, we have an abundance of oversight. Uh, of the activity of St. Elizabeth Foundation. Well, that's great. You guys have done a great job. I Thank you. It's, appreciate it's you been a privilege. We have about 600 babies that we take credit for. There you go. Well, you know, I can't tell you, I appreciate you taking the time, you know, Terry, to kind of talk about it. I think we might have skipped it, but for anybody, maybe we didn't mention, November is, you know, adoption the National month. Adoption, you know, Awareness Month. I'm never a big fan of those awareness. I get them. They work. They make us all talk. But it's at the same time, it's like we should not be talking about this just in November. You know, it's. it's a, well, Brandon, you you let me know in six months. We'll do it again. Let's do it. It doesn't it. have I'm, to be November. Exactly. Let's do it. I appreciate everything you guys are doing. And let's just kind of regularly check in, you know. And Absolutely. Maybe next time in between our next one, why don't we think. Maybe if you've got somebody in mind who maybe did have one of these open, maybe we can get some of their perspective, you know, I'd maybe a that. mother or maybe some a child that's gotten a little bit older that could join us. We can, Absolutely. we're on Zoom. We can, we can grab some people that don't even have to be in the same place, but just 
get a little bit of that outside perspective. You know, that, that'd be we great. would be honored to do that. And we we'd love to take the opportunity with you to educate this, this our community here in Baton Rouge about adoption and about those people who adoption is a, a wonderful and special part of their lives, be it adoptive families, birth mothers, or children. Yeah. And I'm usually in that case, I'm the the un, most uneducated person in the room. And so I'll just ask the questions and look like the idiot for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. Your pleasure to visit. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you spending some time and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. All Happy right. Thanksgiving. You too.